One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, y'all, the one and only. Y'all have seen him on Fox. Y'all have seen him on ESPN. Y'all seen him all over Scoop's uh, social media. Y'all can catch him at Scoop B. Go follow him right now. My man, the one and only. What's up, Scoop B? What's going on, fellas? How are you? Going good, man. Everything good in the hood? Man, everything good. Just got back <laughs> from Chicago this morning. Man, where are you, you calling from? Because I know you travel a lot. New York. I just got back from Chicago yesterday, well, this morning. Okay. Now, Scoop, I know I didn't do your resume justice, so go ahead and let our listeners know who you truly are. Go ahead and name drop a little bit. I'm just a hard worker, man. Senior writer. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. B, come on, bro. Let the folks know who you are. Well, Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer at Basketball Society Online and the host of the Scoop B radio podcast. I uh, got two million downloads last year. 1.5 million as of July, and uh, broken a lot of NBA stories this summer, and the game don't stop. Continuing to make things happen. Okay, and a bird told me that you was on a video game. Yeah, I am on uh, NBA 2K19 on the my player mode. Uh, so you know, you, you, you gamers, and you're playing a, a game, and you see a tweet from a, a gentleman with glasses on that looks like me. Uh, that's me. You, know, you can you can name me along a list of people like uh, Rick Buecher. Uh, Marcus J. Spears, uh, Jason Whitlock, a ton of people who are on this game. And it's an honor, man. I, I, I've played NBA 2K since the first one. Shut up, man. I don't like you. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're sending tweets in the game now? Yeah. I mean, bruh, this is how big time he is. I mean, now, let, go ahead and let our audience know, Scoop, who some of the folks you didn't interview. Um. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of people, but um, I, I think really and truly some of the people that are topical to today's uh, contemporary issues, definitely uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, I've sat courtside next to Rihanna at a Nets game before. and um, But I, more than anything, I, 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 all those things are cool. I'm a student of my craft, and, yeah. and I enjoy talking to people. I love storytelling, and uh, it, I just like being myself. And that's one thing I can say, man. He had me on this podcast, man. When I went on this podcast, you know, it went viral. Things blew up. And I have to thank him for that um, because he didn't have to lend that platform to me. And I wanted to make sure I bring him on my show. But, Scoop, can we go ahead and tell him the news that me and you talked about last week? Go ahead and break that down for him. Can we go ahead and break that news? 
Which news are we talking about? The, the, the one I when I gave you a call, you was flying. I think you flying into Chicago. I mean, you talked about it. And you said you're gonna show up for me once a week. Um, the few things that have happened. So I, I was in we, Chicago. We, we, we gonna hold on. We gonna hold on to that news then. Well, well, let's let's break it down slowly. Number one, um, I was in Chicago. I was actually flown out uh, by. I'm a brand ambassador of a company called Zenny, and uh-huh. uh, it's a glass company, Zenny Optical. And uh, they flew me out because the Bulls and Zenny did a partnership. And basically, Zenny's the official sponsor of the Chicago Bulls. I uh, ran their social media. I was sitting behind Scottie Pippen and Tony Kukoc during the, the announcement and had a good time. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, which I think you're alluding to, it's been a crazy few days, but uh, later this month, I will be beginning and transitioning into television I will with MSG Network in New York City. It's the network that the Knicks and the New York Rangers play on. So, a lot of good things happening uh, last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think that's the news you were talking about. That's one part of the news, but it's somebody else's show you're going to be appearing on once a week. TV show. Uh, oh, you. Yeah, you. You. I had to say the best for last. You. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro. I know. I know, bro. I know you had a lot going on. But, yeah, Scoop Beat, man, he's going to be stopping by my TV show. I'm breaking down the uh, sports for us. He's going to be an expert, you know, stopping in once a week when he can to talk about sports and bring the uh, reality to that. He's going to be outspoken with. So he's telling the outspoken team, man. I appreciate that for, for real, man. Thank you, man. I mean, the, the intersection of sports and politics is definitely a thing, uh, but it's nothing really new. I just think that the 24-hour vortex of, of news, uh, pop culture, sports is colliding. And mm-hmm. uh, even even music, you know, yeah. Yeah, every everybody is a is – a, uh, is notable, you know, and, and I've said this before, um, mm-hmm. and I've said it on your platform. I think when you look at politics right now, um, I think President Obama made the office of president attainable for the person who came after him and President Trump, mm-hmm. who was not a, who didn't have any political um, experience, experience, but yeah. did have experience running his own company. And if you look at just, um, the way politics look right now or just the way the world works. I mean, you compare it to sports. Like, you had Jason Kidd, uh, NBA Hall of Famer, uh, played many years in the NBA, won a championship. He had no experience as a, as a head coach. Mm-hmm. We came to a situation with Brooklyn where it was a team he used to play for, and, you know, they say a point guard is the extension of the, of the coach on the floor, um, and he was able to, you know, leave the Nets to playoffs and then go to Milwaukee and make things happen. I, I make that comparison to President Trump. The only difference is um, – the Nets went to the playoffs. We're still figuring out what President Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leadership is the difference. You know, you have to lead by example. And, um, you know, you have ethics involved. You have other things involved. But all that aside, it's Saturday. I don't want to totally alienate people who are just hear me. What I will say is um, I think it's a change in the guard of people putting in formative years of experience uh, and their respective field. And I think that's kind of representative of the times right now. Is it mm-hmm. good or bad? The, the book is still being written. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing is, Scoop, I know that, you know, me and you talk about politics, you talk about sports. Right now in our society, when we're looking at sports and politics, we have seen lately where politics have entered the sports arena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that being said, what are your thoughts on, you know, should athletes actually just, you know, play football and leave their political stance on the sidelines? 
or do you think right now where sports is going is going in a good direction where people are able to use their platform to speak their uh, political beliefs? I was raised to speak your truth, okay. um, even when people don't necessarily want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said previously, I think that sports and folks in sports have always spoke their mind. But I'll tell you what has happened. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at the 60s and the 70s, Ali, Bill Russell, they were outspoken about their uh, their stances, their allegiance. You had mm-hmm. the Civil Rights Movement, you had Martin Luther King, you had Malcolm X, you had all these different people speaking up about things that weren't right. Right. Uh, but then what it, I believe ended up happening uh, is that these major contracts came along. Um, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if they voluntarily were quiet because they knew that maybe it would mess up their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then along came Colin Kaepernick, then along came LeBron James and mm-hmm. some of these other people. And the money wasn't necessarily the issue. Um, standing up for what was right in their opinion is what maybe was their 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 muse. And I think that um, when you talk about Colin Kaepernick, I think what gets lost in the translation is it about the flag or is it about kneeling? And wherever you stand on it, I'm just going based off of facts on what I've read and what I what I'm in a locker room talking with players about. Okay, and that is, you know, Colin Kaepernick was given that advice uh, by a retired veteran, and he and, and, and he sought them out and, you know, wanted to know whether this was disrespectful or not. To that point, I feel like um, telling an athlete to stick to sports is kind of insulting because it's almost like you think they can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but the late Paul Allen, who owned the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. if he had just stuck to his expertise – which, if I'm not mistaken, was computer programming and, and, and managing things of that sort. Right. Um, he was stuck at Microsoft and never owned the Portland Trailblazers. Right. And so if that if that's what we're saying, then you're telling everybody to just stick to what they know. If, if we tell people to stick to what they know, Will Smith would have never been on Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Will Smith would have never been on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and we would still be singing Summertime. I agree with it, but you know, I, I think this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people is as long as they don't feel that you're infringing on something that they like, um, they don't have a problem with it. You know, like you use the example with Paul Allen, you know, buying the Portland Trailblazers. The public didn't care about that. You know, Will Smith going into movies. Maybe some people didn't like him leaving the Fresh Prince, but he gained a whole new audience. But I think yes. when we talk about religion and we talk about politics. If you change those, if you change from being a atheist and you go to Christianity, you're going to get a pushback. If you change from oh, being a Democrat sure. to being a Republican, you're going to get a pushback. And I think that that niche audience is so large that it's heard depending on who you are and what, and, and right. what platform you're on. And I'll add this. Mm-hmm. I think that's you talk about the rubber meeting the road. I think where we are as a society, I think particularly for 20-somethings and 30-somethings, mm-hmm. um, I think this is where the Martin Luther King judging someone not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character comes into play. But I'll mm-hmm. add this. Um, I think that we should be more accepting and less tolerating of people. Um, I grew up in a, in a Christian household, um, but I had room to enjoy hip-hop. I had room to you know be around sports. I, mm-hmm. I played, announced, right. Um, and, 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 you know, 
to do all those different things. Many people do not have that opportunity to to mix and mingle with a multitude of different things. You know, and when you look at even the Christian church, for example, um, <clears throat> there are certain people who, you know, may have a problem with, you know, homosexuals who, who attend a Christian church. They think that's a conflict of interest. Mm. But if we're, if we're judging based upon what Dr. Martin Luther King said, and even what Jesus Christ himself said, I, I, I feel, you know, Jesus hung out with the least of those. He hung out with the eunuchs. He hung out with uh, the, the, the gays. He hung out with uh, those who were so high and mighty, mm-hmm. who, who he hung out with people who weren't so high and mighty um, and, and who were really wanting to hear God's word. Mm-hmm. And we are all created equal. We all have a, we all put our pants leg on one at a time. And so I think that sometimes and when we lay off our, our titles and our, and our garments and things of that nature and listen to actually hear, not listen to, re- to respond, mm-hmm. We're in a better place. And I, and I think that right now, a lot of people are angry. Politics, we're 10 years out from the recession, and the recession is still hitting a lot of people. People are angry. People mm-hmm. are broke. And people are, uh, are are frustrated because the next wave and the next generation is coming in. And, you know, you, you have certain folks in office who are, are, are preaching old doctrine and, and awaking some of those things that have always been there. If you guys just like me right now, we're talking to the one and only Scoop B. The man has been all over the world doing a lot of big things in our in our in our country today. Um, you know, Scoop, I love what what you're saying because your your ideology and mine is similar. We may differ on a few things here and there, but let me ask you this here: being in the locker room with these guys in the NBA, um, like you are, what is the feel about? Um, I guess socially where we are. Are they frustrated? They want to say more. They're afraid. Uh, where, where, where does that stands at right now in the NBA? It depends on who you ask. Um, mm-hmm. you, you think there are a lot. I think to whom much is given, much is required. So, okay, you make a lot of money. People assume you're supposed to speak out on every issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when you look at LeBron James, for example, um, he's been outspoken about things that are going on in the society. And mainly, you know, he. Uh, was promoting or supporting Hillary Clinton during her presidential run. Okay, so mm-hmm. Hillary win and President Trump has been kind of uh, coming at athletes a lot. I don't care if it's football, I don't care if it's basketball, I don't care if it's hockey, baseball. Athletes stick together, and so when you uh, pick on an athlete, you're picking on a society or a fraternity. Um, that being said, there's a lot of players that just don't like the president, and it's and it's because. The president has been vocal, calling, you know, Colin Kaepernick an SOB, uh, and 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 I guess inviting a disinviting the Warriors to a to a party at the White House that they were never coming to anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you if you wanted to sit at the table with the cool kids, uh, the cool kids have kind of been turned off by you because you, you you've gone out of your way to, um, right? I guess uh, alienate. Yeah. So I think I think President Donald athletes, Trump and I've said this many times, B. I, I think you know when he when he ran for president, he had to choose a side, and he did. He did because I'm gonna tell you something. I think when you look at I've, I've said this before. I think Donald Trump um, is a New York politician. New York does it differently. Some of these things that the president says, I don't think he actually believes. I think he's appealing to those who voted for him. You're down south. Right. Um, and there are some southern issues that are different than northeast issues. I don't right. think he believes some of the things he's saying, but he's of still course. got to appeal to that. 
I've said this many times on this show, man. I said on radio and TV school. I think people said Donald Trump is a racist. I said, no, he's an opportunist. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's going to play to the crowd that's going to do what he needs them to do so he can get his agenda done. And again, I would tell people what president really doesn't do that. No, I think when you look at President Obama, um, the, the people who got him in were young people, mm-hmm. women, gays. Exactly. Um, and he played to that crowd. When I say the gays, I, I, I said that's what I said, the homosexual community. Right. And I think when you have to, when those people vote you in, um, you, you got to have some kickback. And so I think the only difference is uh, President Obama seems sincere. And, and I also do think um, that he's a lot more polished in what he says and picks his spots a little more widely. Even if you, you thought he was the nicest person in the world, you'd never, or the meanest person in the world, you never know because he has a, a polish that, and a filter um, mm-hmm. that I don't think the current president has. And But it's still, yet and still, I think he still has a, a, a um, he had to appeal to a base just like our current president does. But the difference is um, President Trump is using social media to kind of bark down. Like, and he, But here's he, the thing, though, B. Who started that social media thing? Who started that? President Obama. Well, well, yeah. But he, he urged that in that when, 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 he, when he came in in 08, man, he was one of the first ones to hit that grassroots thing with social media. Yeah, those emails for five dollars that you wanted all the time. Yeah. From, but but in addition to that, I think it's delivery. You know, I I used the I used the example of Jason Kidd earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, full point guard, polished. Who's the other side of the pillow? Magic Johnson's the same way. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Russell Westbrook. He scores a lot. He does get his assists. Their delivery is different. Exactly. And, and here's the thing that I think we that a lot of people miss: the two people that had two delivery styles. And they both won. Think about that. In this, uh, in the same country, right? Two different mm-hmm. styles, but both of them won. President Obama won twice, and President Donald Trump has won once so far. And so when we look at it, America, you know, is not going to be one way at the end of the day. And that's why I tell no. people, you know, when you look at when people who are who are mad with President Donald Trump and say, man. You can't be mad at President Donald Trump because President Obama created President Donald Trump. Well, they they had the same message. It, mm-hmm. The delivery is different. Yeah. I, and, and they appeal to, like um, Scoop is saying, they appeal to a certain audience. And that certain audience is going to rock with you throughout your term. And I, one thing I well, can say, go ahead, B. I think I look at President Trump in this aspect. Okay. I think President Trump always knew that he was going to run, and he used a hip hop tactic to get his name out there, the sneak diss, the subliminal diss. Mm-hmm. It all started with the birth certificate. Then it went to Obama giving at the, at the correspondence dinner, shooting a shot back. This was everything that Meek Mill and Drake was in 2015. Hey, B, do you want to hold on, man? You want to get out of here? Because I got to go to Harvard. No, break. no, I'm here. All right, I'll, 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 all right, sounds good. All right. I got my man, Scoop B. He's locked in with us on the other side. We got Kylie Willoughby locking the news. When we come back, I'm going to talk more about this. We're going to get into this political thing, Brian. I mm. want you to jump in with us. It's the Joe Lockett. Get back into this interview. Let's, let's, let's do a little bit of politics. You ready? Yes. All right. Let's, let's, we, can, we can combine sports and all that good stuff. We got my boy um, B up in here. We call him, we call him the James Dean on radio, um, Brian Peoples. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do this, y'all. This week in the news, President Donald Trump has been talking about mob mentality. Mm-hmm. With the Democrats. 866-551-9933. Let's look like the phone lines. I got my man Scoop B um, in studio with us right now, um, hanging out with us. He's in New York, but he's going to hang out with us for a little while. Now, 
Can I get a clip about the mob mentality, what President Donald Trump has been talking about this whole week, y'all? Let's hear it. Allow the wrong people to get into office. Things could change. They could change and they could change fast. And we're not going to let that happen. We can't let that happen. It can go very quickly. It can change very fast. We can't let that happen. You don't hand matches to an arsonist and you don't give power to an angry left-wing mob. And that's what they've become. All right, y'all. That's President Donald Trump speaking at one of his relatives. If you guys just like it, it was, I got the one and only Brandon Robinson, Scoop B, better known as Scoop B, in studio with us. And we got, of course, Brian Peoples, 866-551-9933. Let's get into this. You know, what, what I don't like about this, Brian and, and, and B, is mob mentality. Because doesn't, doesn't Donald Trump have his own mob of people mm. that follow behind him? That's not what he's talking know, about. But, but it's the same thing, though. No, because Yes, because he got his rhetoric that he's speaking just like the Democrats do. No, 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 no. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about like the Antifa. He's talking about no, he's not. He's talking about Democrats. He, no, he's talking about the Democrats. He didn't. He, he always when he talked about Antifa, he would call them out. No, he no, was talking about the Democrats. Democrats. The Democrats are no are not distancing themselves from Antifa. They're he didn't distance them. himself from the people of North Carolina. All good people. He didn't either. He's distanced himself from a. Uh, white supremacists and neo-Nazis and KKK. He has come out when, time when after David, time after time. When, when, what was that guy named David Clark? Uh, David Duke. David Duke. When David Duke came out yeah. and said what he was, I, I understand Donald Trump. I understand, so we got yeah. you. Donald Trump didn't come out and say, I'm not with those guys. Yes, he, he just did. said, I don't know him. You know, he said, I don't have anything to do with them. But he didn't come out and disenvolve them. I don't believe. He didn't say nothing like that. And where are the Democratic leadership no, disavowing no, Antifa? Who wait a are minute. Out there you who just are... said Donald Trump, did, don't, he did not come out. And, that's what I'm saying. No, it's on no, both but, sides. No, he did, though, Joe. That he did. Brian, I, we can go back through the tapes. Donald Trump, when it came to David Duke, when it came to the, um, the North Carolina situation, and I know for a fact on the North Carolina situation, what did he say? There are good, good people, people on, on both, both sides. sides. He did not disavow those people. And what was those other people on the other side he was talking about? Uh, and the Antifa? No. Okay, one of them was Antifa. Antifa and, 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 and the KKK, and the neo-Nazis okay. that were there. And he didn't disavow that? He, he, he didn't separate himself from that? So what I'm saying is when you're saying— He did, he did later. He came back out because— <sighs> And you and I have been through that on that nausea. Exactly. Yeah. B, what's your, what's your thoughts on that, bro? Well, I don't know about you, but when you don't pick a side, you're still picking a side. Mm. And when all of that stuff went on last summer mm -hmm. uh, in um, Virginia, uh -huh. he didn't pick a side. And I think that, again, it goes back to what we were talking about, about a base. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the people who voted for him um, may be along the lines of, of thinking as far as Antifa. I'm guessing I don't want them knocking on my door, so I'm, I'm treading lightly. But what I will say is this. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about mob, mm -hmm. I, it's almost like I, I went out to dinner with some friends the other day, and we were cracking jokes. It was this, a friend of mine. She was cracking jokes on, on me. And it was funny, ha, 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 funny. But then when I started pointing the finger back at her and cracking it, she got all sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, man, you take it. Your jokes were funny. I laughed at your jokes. But then when I cracked on you, you're upset. Right. What am I saying here? 
President Trump has has, has been a, a gangster in the sense of you know you 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 hang with me. You know, you, you, you believe my views, you do what I say. The moment someone points the finger back at him, then all of a sudden he's a victim. And I think that that's a trait of a narcissist, someone who has the ability to call his own shots. But then all of a sudden, when someone shoots back, it's a problem. And if you look at the midterm elections right now, mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to invoke fear in the people because right now his people, the Republicans, own the majority. There's a big chance that that may change. Whoever's in office right now doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the decision makers, if it flips to a Democratic majority, Houston, we may have a problem. And so what do you do? You stand on the pulpit and you tell people uh, what it is and it evokes fear. And by no way am I comparing this to this situation. Mm-hmm. But when you look at 9-11, what was 9-11's purpose? To invoke fear, make mm-hmm. people not not make people not go out, make people not spend money. This was on the terrorism side. I'm not calling President Trump a terrorist, but what I'm saying when I'm talking about fear is you stand up and you tell people that the Democrats are mobbed, they're 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 trying to take him over and all mm-hmm. these other things. So I think that fear is the tactic being used there. That's the rhetoric being used. And I think that um I don't think he's gonna be as successful this time around. You know, uh, if you guys just like it, we got the one and only Brandon Robinson, Mr. Scoop B in the studio with us, Brian. Now, when we're talking about this mob mentality, I see a lot of people, right, standing with President Donald Trump. I see people that are standing against President mm-hmm. Donald Trump. But when I'm looking at this right now, for me, I've seen this picture before. 866-551-9933. Heath, I see you. I'm going to come to you in a minute. It is the same thing, like I said earlier is what President Obama was doing with different words. Calling out a side when it's time for the midterms, saying certain things in a different language, putting it in a different way, rallying your base for what you want to call it, fear-mongering or whatever the other side may do. This is what I want to say to the American people. Don't buy into either side. Vote for what you think is best for your family and the country. A vote for President Donald Trump and vote for whatever. You're not voting for, um, you know, the other side. You're voting against them. My thing is that person that's going to be serving in your municipality, mm-hmm. in your state, if he's a senator, if it was a House of Representative, if it's a governor, they're going to be serving you. And if you mess around and you serve somebody who's not going to be in your state's best interest and you serve in a party, Donald Trump ain't going to feel the, the wrath of that. You are. So you might need to make sure that your values lining up with the person that you're that's running because you saying vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump is good. He's the president. His his agenda is straight. He's going to make sure he get through. But these people that's running on President Donald Trump agenda, all of them don't believe it. Just like when they was running on President Obama's agenda, all of them didn't believe it. They ran on it to win. But when they got in there, look what happened. In a lot of those Democratic states right now, it's bad. Things were bad. Things mm-hmm. were not going well. And That's it's still true. not going well. And they said, vote for President Obama. Same thing with President Donald Trump. Just because you voting for a guy that say he rolled with Donald Trump don't mean he's going to do Trumpian things because Donald Trump may not come help him. If your city is doing bad right now and they're in office and it's been doing bad for a long time under their rule, whether it's Democrat or Republican, let me tell everybody something. It's probably going to do the same thing because Donald Trump is not going to come to their aid. At the end of the day. And I guess, I guess I would interject right there and say um, whatever party line you vote for, 
at the end of the day, Donald Trump doesn't have the last word, just like President Obama didn't have the last word. At the end of the day, I think that for many people who may dislike the president or like him, you have to make certain choices. Do you consult with Donald Trump when you're in the grocery line and, and you're trying to spend under $100? No. Do you consult with uh, Donald Trump when you are trying to get in the club and you lost your ID? Mm -hmm. No. At the end of the day, we as people need to take more ownership of self and govern more ourselves um, and be more um, conscious of, of, of just being leaders within your community. And, and to be honest with you, local government matters. This is what the midterm election is for. And so when I look at the midterm election, yeah, he's stating his opinion and he's weighing in on things. And that's one person's opinion. Another person may have another opinion. Right. Like you, you know, pick who you think is best for your family um, and, and for your future. Because, I mean, I've seen all these different videos where you're seeing all these old people. There's videos like, don't don't be young and not vote because older people are going to pick what's best for them. I'm, I'm, I think sometimes it's, there's such thing as older people shaming up. I haven't really processed whether I think that's happening, but I think at the end of the day, mm. going out is the, the first step. A lot of people don't vote, and some that do, um, they're the ones that have the power. And th those are the people that get you know, solar panels in their neighborhoods. Those are the people who get newer computers in the library. Donald Trump doesn't have say in that aspect of the national scene, but the local government does. So it'd be in your, your, your best interest to, to go out and vote. Um, and actually do it, not because it's a fad, but because that's that's you're, you're banking on your future. All right, so let's get out to the phone lines, 866-551-9933. We got my man Scoop B. Brandon Robinson in the studio with us. Of course, you got the James Deans of Radio, Mr. Brian. Let's get out to my man Heath. You're locked in to the Joe Locker Show. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Heath? Doing pretty good. You know, what gets me, these people call Trump a tyrant. And Trump ain't done nothing but reduce government regulation, which under Obama... You couldn't even do what you wanted on your own property. But Trump's done a lot of stuff to destroy the bureaucratic state, and people's calling him a tyrant. And a, you don't see Trump trying to take her Second Amendment away. And, Mr. All I know is for rural America, it's so much better under Trump than it was Obama and Mr. Lockett. And mm -hmm. these crazy these crazy stuff in these cities, I watch these shows, it, it is like a mob, and they keep acting like this. They're going to help get the Republicans but see, elected. But see, this is why I push back, man, when people say a mob. Yes, Antifa act like a mob. What would you call it? But here's the thing. <laughs> but he's, Group thing. No, it, it, it's a mob. I'm fine with that. But when you call Antifa the mob, make sure we call um, KKK the mob and all the all people. Right. And, yeah, but they're, they're, they're not out there destroying No, but I'm saying, but when they do... Do you see But Keith, what I'm saying, right now anywhere? we don't. Right now okay. we don't. But I'm saying when we do, make There's sure we keep every... There's already 600 reports of incidents against Trump yes, supporters. I yes, mean, it is. But Heath, it's I'm saying... It's one-sided, buddy. I'm right a... now it is, Heath. Right now but it's it, one-sided. Hey, you know, under... Under Obama, and you under didn't Obama, have. I did, the, the, did you see mobs going around under Obama? I didn't like Obama's policies, mm -hmm. but I never protested. I just wrote it out and voted. If, and well, Heath, I do really remember covering. Bad Joe is under the midterms mm -hmm. when it's going to be like election night all over again, and the Democrats don't do so well. That's when you really got to worry. You know, here's the thing. I believe in our system, and whatever happens, we're going to be good, whether it's a blue wave or red wave or we split down the middle. It, so, it doesn't matter so. to me because here's at the end of the day, Wait, I still have to. It, it should matter, but the only thing I can do is vote. Right. The only thing you can That's do is it. vote, and then you have to live with the results. So at the end of the day, only thing we can do, I appreciate you, Heath. 
All we can do at the end of the day, Brian and B, is vote and tell people to go out and vote. As just uh, Scoop just said, man, young folks only vote in national elections. They don't take the local elections uh, serious enough. The old people make the decisions for the young folks because they're the ones who understand the importance of well, it. And when we're talking about national elections, we're talking about the election every four years yeah. for the President of the United States. Yeah. A lot of the midterm elections, the elections that happen every two years, mm -hmm. there's not as much enthusiasm. This particular election, however, there's enthusiasm on both sides. But and I think it's enthusiasm. Go ahead. If I can say something. Go ahead. If you can stand in line to buy a lottery ticket to try to win $1 billion, I'm 100% sure you can stand in line to vote. Ooh, man, you said you said a mouthful right there, bro. But but, but the thing is, though, is like people care more about that $1.6 billion than they do about voting a lot of times. And I think that's sure. that's what's the shame, yes. is they don't realize that you casting your vote means a whole lot more to your community and your neighborhood, your state, your nation, mm -hmm. than that one point, that chance of that $1.6 billion will ever do. Exactly. And we, and we are um, attracted to the train wreck, you know what I mean? To excitement of train wreck or possibilities. Mm -hmm. But when we have our own possibility and faith in our, in, in, in our faith in our own hands, what we don't do in this country is take the chance. Because again, if the Republicans win, if the Democrats win still, guess what? I got to get up the next morning and, do my, and live my life. That's why I say it doesn't matter. The only thing I can do is encourage people to go vote and I go vote. After that, man, it's, what, what else can you do? And, and don't be afraid to go to the wrong polling. And I think a lot of there's a lot of fear that's being stoked out there about going, uh, you know, voter purging uh, mm -hmm. that you've moved. And so where you may have gone to vote previously, if you didn't get the card filled in, send it back to whoever your secretary of state is, that you can still go to the same polling place and you can get a provisional ballot. Mm -hmm. And you just have to later on prove that that's where you are and your vote will be counted. Let me ask you this, yeah. Scoop. Um, when we're talking about the young people getting out to vote, man, because this is where it really is when it comes to these local elections. In your um, professional opinion, man, what are we doing wrong, B? Um, I think that the identity of what a candidate is has changed. Mm -hmm. I've often used this analogy. Um, I fell in love with basketball in 91. You know, my stepfather's from the west side of Chicago. And then my uncle Billy introduced mm -hmm. me to basketball. He was a commissioner of parks in Harlem for years. So I was around all the NBA players like Kitty Anderson, Stephon Marbury, anybody that came from New York. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's the point I'm making. In my opinion, Michael Jordan revolutionized what it meant to be a basketball player. He was a rock star. Um, mm -hmm. He had sneaker contracts. He won multiple championships. In my opinion, um, you talked about the social media aspect with Obama. Obama changed what it meant to be a candidate. Mm. black, white, green, yellow, whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to social media. You have to drive traffic in that way. Um, when I look at Donald Trump, he is a media mogul uh, that's a New Yorker like Diddy that knows how to spin controversy or, you know, is Diddy selling, is, is Diddy P. Diddy uh, cool buddy love today? What is he? To me, that's a comparison to, to Trump and just the different things that he has going on. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that someone like Mitt Romney was ahead of his time in the sense of people were mad about the 47% comment and he was very wrong for what he said. And he got caught on tape saying it. Um, but it was true. He, so how, yeah. How was he wrong for what he said? I mean, it, it's, it's accurate. I mean, I would say that there's about 45% that'll vote one way, 45% that'll vote one well, way. And you're really buying. I mean, when I say that, 
my grandmother taught me that you may be better off than someone. You may never, you, you may never be, you may be better off than somebody, but you're never better than anybody. And the comment that he made to some people sounded like he's up here and they're down there. There's certain things that's kitchen table talk that maybe you shouldn't say. And he got on caught on video saying it at a, at a function. So hmm. maybe he was wrong at what he said. He was, he was saying he was naming data, but maybe that should have been left out of his speech because you never knew who was recording. Right. Do you see where I'm coming from or no? No, I, 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 I mean, you know, I get to be. Go yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't, I didn't have a problem because I saw it more as statistical of what he was saying. I didn't sure. see it as, you know, I'm better than you and here's 47% of the country that, you know, doesn't fit this elitist class. And that's what, mean, I, you, that's what you mean know. you've always been bumped heads, Brian, because it's perception, right? from your perception of what you've experienced and the perception of what I've experienced. And so we can hear the same comment and feel a totally different about it. But that doesn't make him a bad person exactly. either. So right. that, his experience is his experience. My experience is my experience. For me, I was one of four black kids to graduate from my prep school. I went to a prestigious prep school. I had to code switch every day of my life. And so for me, I've been in different experiences where I've had to adjust to people and, and learn different things and see different things and offer my point of view as they had to offer theirs. For me, it was a tone, you know, there was a tone that was had, but that was my experience based off of what I heard when it was said. He didn't see anything wrong with it because he felt that, you know, Romney was, was, was offering empirical data and that was it. But, you know, I grew up where, you know, my father and his, and, and my father's family was blue, more blue collar. My mother and her family was, were well to do and white collar. Mm -hmm. I've always had mix between both worlds. And so something my mom may have said to my dad, my dad might have felt that it was wrong or was uppity. And my father might have said something to my mother and she didn't like it. it it's all based off of experience and how you, and how you interpret that. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard what Mitt Romney said, I didn't, I, 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 since it was a tone, I understood what he said, but sometimes you got to self-edit yourself because you just don't know how people are going to take what you said and fit it to what you, they want it to be. Right. But, but, but the initial question that you asked me was just, I believe it was about identity. I think the same way that Obama came across as this rock star, um, whether you agree with his policies or not, I think that the Republicans are, are going to have, I think Trump is their best candidate in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But I still stand by what I said. I believe Romney was that rock star. I just think that he was maybe ahead of his time in mm -hmm. that instance. And I think that that 47% comment changed the way certain people view. I also think on the, me being an East Coaster and people voting, if you remember when Romney ran against Obama, the Northeast was hit by a treacherous storm uh, a hurricane that a lot of people weren't voting during election day. Mm. And um, that changed some things as well. So to answer your question, I think that the, the role of the of the politician um, is, has, has got to change. I, I, I interview people from all walks of life and, you know, I, I often talk to, to athletes as much as I talk to politicians, as much as I talk to, to rappers. And um, I spoke to a, to a, to a rapper recently. I said, you know, um, certain people in the church community have been turned off by the pastor. Uh, mm -hmm. The person who, you know, the man or woman of God and giving the word and because of various reasons, things that have gone on in the church, people think that they're not ethical. And I said, when you look at hip hop uh, artists, do you look at them as the modern day preacher? And they told me, yes, because they're speaking their good news. They're speaking their word. They're speaking their truth. And people want to hear what's real. I think it and 
and in uh, in pop culture and even in just in politics, people are tired of being lied to. You know, I think that the gentleman who called on the phone, um, he didn't like Obama's policy. I respect the fact that he was respectful of President Obama and he said he didn't trash him. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we have to find a way to find the juxtaposition of respecting the man, whoever the man is in office, while also the person who's in office has to tell some truths and has to be ethical. And I think that's a hard uh, bargain. to <laughs> Man, you know, you said a mouthful. If you guys just locking in right now, we got Brandon Robinson, one and only Scoop B in studio with us. And we're discussing politics and, you know, the good, bad and ugly. And I think we can all, you know, um, agree on this right here that we all want our country to succeed. We all want President um, Donald Trump to succeed. I don't think that... I don't think that's an accuracy. I don't think that you can say we all want Donald Trump to succeed because I do believe that there's a vast majority of people out there who do not want to see him succeed, just as there were a vast majority okay. of people out there who did they did not want to see President Obama, Obama succeed. But here's the thing I would say to those people, you're idiots. Well, okay? I would agree because, with you on that. Because if you're saying that you don't want the president to succeed because how he comes across, how he tweets, or what he says, you're basically saying you want failure for yourself because unless you well, live, go ahead, play too, Trump. I think the delivery of what he says in tone on Twitter ticks off those people. But I think, you, you, I think your co-host has a point about, you know, people and wanting one person to see succeed and not another one. I, I made the point about president Obama making the president, the, the office of president attainable for Trump and people moving forward. I think you're going to see, Athletes and celebrities moving forward, running for political office. And to that point, I do think that there is a level of Trump in office is Obama in reverse. Mm. I remember certain friends who were conservatives hating Obama's guts, wanting him out of office, and you saw them ranting and raving on social media about it. Then you look at President Trump. I know certain people were ranting and raving on social media and in public about um, the fact that they don't like the fact that he's in office. It's the reverse. The only difference is, as I said before, delivery. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. B, I appreciate your time today, man. I know you got a lot going on in your life, man. Go ahead, tell us our listeners one more time before we get out where they can find you on social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram Scoop underscore B, and subscribe to the Scoop B Radio Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, or simply visit ScoopBRadio.com. Love you, man. Have a good one now. You too, brother. Hi, man. Scoop B Radio. Oh 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.